The following is a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formalware. Thank you for supporting Dallin Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. Game tonight. The Dowling Catholic Maroons are hosting the visiting Marshalltown Bobcats. And Dowling Catholic completed this game with a 7 3 record, off of a tough loss on Tuesday against Rival Valley, while Marshalltown comes to get into town with a seven game losing streak, hoping to turn things around against a young and talented Dowling Catholic team. And so the Marshalltown Bobcats won their first game of the season. At one point, they were undefeated and have had a tough sled since they had gotten into conference play. And so Marshalltown here is, uh, as Coach Jackson Keeling, the head coach of Dallas Catholic, has informed us, is a bigger squad. Uh, Marshalltown has a uh, good size, and we know that that is a that is a uh, opportunity for the Maroons. They are younger, they're a little smaller. And before this kicks off, we're going to take a quick break from our sponsors. You are listening to Dallas Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Welcome back to Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Tanner Krauss. With me is Ben Keeling tonight as we bring you a CIML Boys Varsity Soccer matchup from the campus of Dowling Catholic High School in West Des Moines, Iowa. We are excited to be with you tonight. It is a lovely evening here in West Des Moines. It is a, we've, the fans have shed a layer. The last time that we brought you a broadcast, we're seeing jackets and shooter blankets in the crowd. Now that it'll be a little chilly as the sun goes down. But right now, the short sleeves across both lineups. The Dallas Catholic Maroons are in their home kits. They're all maroons. And the Marshalltown Bobcats visiting are in all whites. So with that, uh, we are two minutes into the game. And uh, I'm joined by Ben Sooners. Ben, welcome. Andrew, hey, good to be here. Uh, great to be here with all of our listeners tonight, all these Dallas Catholic soccer fans uh, joining here for this live action against Marshalltown. Uh, beautiful Thursday evening, and we've got the Maroons uh, dressed in their all-Maroon home uniforms, and Marshalltown is in all-white, and uh, really excited to see what we have in store here tonight. I think it's a good opportunity for Dowling um, to get some, some minutes uh, for some a lot of players and hopefully get a lot of goals tonight, 
and there are some updates on the lineup and injuries that we'll go through throughout the game, but we're just getting into the action here. And uh, Downing's looking good already, making some nice passes. And we've got one of our star freshmen on the ball straight away, Jonathan Mendez. Indeed. And so Downing comes into this game with a 7 and 3 record. Marshawn Bobcats a 1 and 7. So you expect Downing to win tonight. You hope that this is an opportunity where they can rotate the bench, get some players some experience. And there's a big game again tomorrow against JML Central rival. Southeast Polk. And so back to back games. So you've got two games and two nights for the Maroon. And if Dowling can rotate the squad tonight, you should be able to have fresh legs against two opponents that should be wins. But again, the challenge of playing back to back is real. And we understand that we're getting a little feedback on the audio quality. So we are working on audio quality to bring to you a better broadcast. While we work on that, we'll do our best to keep you uh, up to date with what is happening on the pitch right now. Downing is in defending possession. We are three and a half minutes into the first half of a Boys Varsity match. And the Downing County Marines have had a majority of possession so far to date in the uh, couple of minutes that we've been under play. So Marshalltown is now back under possession and is building out of the back. Dowling looking to pressure and keep their shape and not let Marshawn advance too far. And a turnover off of the press. So Tori Fernandez wins the ball, finds the Barca, the cheeky ball over the top that finds the goalie's hands. So early on, promising start for the Maroon, their defensive pressure is proving to be difficult for Marshalltown to find a way through. And so with all of that, we are now back to the situation where the Marshawn goalie has the ball and the Marshawn goalie has just pumped ball directly out of touch. So again, the defensive shape for Coach Sheeling and his Maroons is proving to be a lot to work through for the Marshtown Bobcats. So Dowling back in possession as they look for uh, for a chance to goal. Absolutely, Tanner. And I think we might have figured out some of the technical difficulties. Hopefully, we're still working on it. But uh, thanks for doing some of the heavy lifting there in the commentary. We, uh, we're looking good to start. Uh, as I sit here and try to get the, the audio working, I've, I've noticed a lot of good passing from, from Dowling, and I like this, the start that we're seeing. Ian Grudel, one of our solid midfielders, sophomore, has uh, been on the ball quite a bit, made a nice pass. There's a great pass from Jonathan Mendez. And we have, uh, again, some action here on Thursday night. We've got Mendez into the box, on sides, cuts it back, keeps it in bounds with a nice cross. A few runners in the box, and Marshalltown with the clearance, but almost a shot on goal, and finally clearing the ball out. But at this point, um, a great start for Dowling. We're going to take a quick break here uh, cut and uh, cut to our sponsors, and we'll be right back with live action here in a couple minutes. You're listening to Dowling Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com. Iowa Catholic Radio is now available on your smart speaker. Step one, say, Alexa, enable the Iowa Catholic Radio skill. Or enable it through your Alexa app. Step two, say, Alexa, open Iowa Catholic Radio. Now enjoy listening to Iowa Catholic Radio through your smart speaker. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Jimmy, do you take Judy to be your wife? Uh, to have and to hold? Uh-huh. For rich or poor? Okay. Are you listening, Jimmy? Jimmy! Till death do you part? Sure. Right after I finish putting up this wall between us. There. Jimmy, you're not dead yet. When you use artificial contraception, it's like putting a wall between you and your spouse. Couples who instead regulate fertility naturally experience happier marriages and are less likely to divorce. Tear down the wall. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. And welcome back to our listeners to West Des Moines here at Dallas Catholic High School. And we are eight minutes in the first half of a great matchup between the Dallas Catholic Maroons and Marshalltown uh, visiting tonight um, for a beautiful Thursday evening soccer match here. And so far, we've had a lot of action um, in the middle of the field, a lot of you know threatening passes uh, from Dowling within Marshalltown's, uh, close to Marshalltown's goal, but no goals so far. Scoreline still 0-0. And with me is Tanner Krause. I'm Ben Teeling. Tanner, uh, great start for Dowling. A lot of composure, a lot of good passing on the ball. And uh, excited to see what, uh, what we can do here as we're kind of building off of a, a tough game against Valley here a couple nights ago. Indeed. And welcome, everybody. And we apologize for some of the technical difficulties that we've had earlier in the broadcast. We are eight minutes in to the Dowling Catholic Boys varsity soccer match. Excited to be here. It's a lovely night here in Iowa. Dallin is now attacking here. A little bit of a 50-50 ball blown in the opposite direction. So that ball will come out with Marshtown in possession. But it's a beautiful night, Ben. We've got a slight breeze. Dallin Catholic is wearing the all-maroon kits, working from right to left in the first half. Marshawn Bobcats and the visiting all-whites, working from left to right. This is a game here where this is three games in four days for the Dallin Catholic Maroons. And even for high school kids, that's a lot of soccer. So you mentioned Tuesday at Valley, the big rivalry of West Des Moines. Didn't go how we were hoping. More on that later. Tonight, Marshalltown uh, on a seven-game losing streak. So you hope to be able to turn things around. And certainly Jonathan Mendez is thinking that same thing as he dispossesses the right back and looks to beat a couple defenders. And is now into the box. The left foot is shot at goal. And safely into the hands of the Marshtown goalie, but really good individual effort from Mendez there as he looks to score first. We have a 0-0 ball game. So we're here tonight, Ben. It's a lovely night for soccer. How do you manage the stress of a three-game and four-night situation for high school kids? Well, it's a lot of running. It makes me tired just thinking about it, and uh, even from a high schooler's perspective. So really, uh, you know, 
these guys are fit. They're getting into the, the thick of the season. So um, legs are getting a little heavy. Uh, but I think what really helps is just the excitement of being out in front of the home crowd underneath the lights. The opportunity to come back, uh, you know, after a tough game a couple nights ago, which scoreline maybe didn't quite do us justice in that one, uh, to come back and, and get another chance to uh, get some goals on the board and get a win. And so far, it doesn't look like heavy legs are really affecting us too much. Jonathan Mendez had a great run uh, where he, he beat a couple players uh, with some fancy footwork. And uh, he actually had a nice solo effort against Valley as well. He had our, our single goal in that game. So, you know, I think uh, it's just the excitement and sort of that's going to get our guys through the game tonight and carry us with some momentum. Plenty to be excited about. High school sports, beautiful night. Weather's getting warmer. And you got the home crowd behind you. So a return back to West Des Moines, or should say, well, I guess Tuesday's game was also in West Des Moines with the, with the Valley Derby. A return back to home soil for the Maroons. And Dowling has a, a new formation. So uh, amongst the highlights of Tuesday's battle with the Tigers includes a re-injury for leading scorer senior captain Joe Reed. So Joe Reed had been nursing a hamstring injury and came out against the Tigers, tested it, lasted all of about 15 minutes before he heard what Coach said was a pop. And now leading scorer Joe Reed is on the sideline with a wrap around his hamstring, trying to nurse that back to health. So obviously a big loss to the program. You feel for Joe Reed as a senior, missing some of these fun home games. And Coach Sealing responds to the formation switch, the 3-5-2, which we – uh, employed both last broadcast and as well as against Valley and Millard, the Millard schools, uh, actually the Bellevue schools, excuse me. Now we've got a 4-3-3 for the Maroons. Uh, so a little bit more attacking formation, but what you're seeing is Don being able to establish good possession uh, early on in this game, uh, primarily at the back. Uh, Ian Grudel is showing really well in that holding midfield spot being that outlet for both the center backs and his outside backs. So most of this game so far has been Dowling playing a conservative possession style. Marshall with not a ton of touches. When they do get possession, they're looking to play a little more direct, a little more over the top, leverage that speed and some creativity out of their midfield. We have seen some talent through the center of the, the, the Marshalltown squad. Yeah. Um, and with that, you know, Ben, Dowling takes possession back. Yeah, certainly a lot of talent on the Marshalltown side of the ball. They've been in a tough run of form, as you mentioned, with a seven-game losing streak. Uh, Looks like Jonathan Mendez picked up a little knock there. He's down. uh, A foul not called, but just injury stoppage, maybe just a little step on the foot. And, you know, it's tough. You you talk about Joe Reed dealing with a hamstring. Those hamstring injuries, especially in this game, um, very touch and go. you got to be careful with them. He was feeling good ahead of the Valley game. And I can see him down here on the bench supporting the team. He's got the leg wrap, so we hope uh, you know, we get him back a little bit later in the season. Um, but it certainly opens up some other opportunities for some of these other players here to get some more minutes. We're seeing a lot of, a lot of that happen now. We've got some young, uh, some young underclassmen getting even more minutes out there on the field, especially who we're going to be probably looking at to uh, carry some of that attacking threat. We've already called his name out a few times tonight. Jonathan Mendez is so much skill on the ball and just such a threat anytime he's got the ball. He's playing out here on the left side um, as a sort of a left forward, left winger. And actually getting subbed out right now. He might have took a little knock there um, on that last injury. 
So in for, in for, in for Mendez comes number 25, uh, Drew Dunlap, sophomore Drew Dunlap, Tanner. Indeed, and, and Drew Dunlap is in the rotation here amongst the forwards. Jackson Thielen has some good young options here. With Joe Reed going down, he preferred Andrew Schumacher, the sophomore, over Drew Dunlop, the sophomore. And so Schumacher with the start, number eight. Uh, and then, as you said, Jonathan Mendez, a freshman, earning his minutes tonight. Uh, but with that little bit of a knock, I can see down on the bench right now, Coach Thielen sitting next to Jonathan, talking about the injury, talking about the game, evaluating his talent. Certainly not the game where you want to have to stress your starting 11. Uh, Again, these are the opportunities with three games in four days where if you can find that rotation, you can lean into it. And with the Bobcats of Marshalltown visiting at 1-7, and you should be able to come out with the result you need while also getting some bench players the experience that they're looking for. Yeah, certainly. Um, you definitely don't want to take any chances, to your point. And we're really kind of right into the middle of the season well, now. And actually just a little bit fast. So had a chance to, to get the team um, some cohesion. We've seen them playing even better um, as a unit here over these last few games. Uh, and, you know, now's the time where, you know, again, to your point, in this matchup, we, we uh, you know, if somebody – has a bit of an injury, you know, take your time. we got plenty of depth, um, as we've seen on the bench, and we can plug in a Drew Dunlap, um, you know, sophomore, talented out on the left-hand side, so we get to see what he's going to offer. Another one to call out, Tanner, is Enrico Sartori-Fernandez. He's playing up there at center forward. Always brings um, a threat with his hold-up play, with his ability to um, keep the ball, and then also just dangerous in the box. Um, we've seen him get on the score sheet a few times this year, and we're going to need that because we've got our top scorer out, as we've said. And still 0-0 here, folks, with uh, 17 minutes gone by in the first half. We've got 23 minutes left, and Dowling here passing the ball around nicely in midfield. Yes, yeah, so we combination play. Marshalltown playing a little bit off of the Dowling players when Dowling has the ball, allowing those midfielders a little bit of time to pick their head up and to look around. They're not under high pressure. That gives these Dowling players a chance to pick their head up, a little more freedom to switch the field of attack. Right now, most of that possession has been side-to-side ball. There hasn't been a lot of vertical passing from the Maroons. It's been, you're seeing Molina to Gridell to Sprange to Gridell to the right back. Again, with that 4 3 3 it's just been mostly through the outside backs and the center midfielders at this point. Marshtown's okay with that. Marshtown's on the road. They haven't had a lot of success. They've been struggling with their, with their defense. And so they're saying, all right, we're going to let you play side to side and force you to ping it through us rather than give you the quick option around us. So with that, you know, we'll see how long we can hold their shape. One thing to note, Ben, is Marshtown has been playing a high line. A lot of Dowling opponents have been dropping off and letting you play in possession, but also that back line has been comfortable dropping towards the top of the 18. When, Mar- when Dowling's in possession through the middle of the park, Marshalltown is usually within 15 yards or so of the half line, giving the opportunity for Dowling to play direct. However, when you take away your best direct option, a Joe Reed with his speed and his skill set, 
how will Dowling adjust? Because the opportunity to get behind this defense is there. Will they be able to be patient enough and time their runs well in order to break through what is the weakness of a high line, which is an opportunistic through ball? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, they are playing a very high line from what we've seen against other opponents so far. And I think they're comfortable with the speed that they've got in the back. And just as we say that, here we have Dowling with a ball releasing Dunlap in over the top. He plays a great left-footed cross into the box. Uh, we weren't able to get on the end of it. Marshalltown clears, but only as far as Danny Griezmann, our right-back senior. Now start Tori Fernandez with a shot right. Curler in the top corner. Beautiful. Really? top corner. Oh, That's a bullseye. That's a prize. Enrico, start Tori Fernandez. He's the defender. Gets it on his preferred right foot. He's at the top of the 18 and curls it into the top right corner of the net. 1-0 Dowling Catholic. We have taken the lead halfway through the first half. Dowling 1, Marshalltown 0. Well done. That's a magnificent strike from Sartori Fernandez. Just as we mentioned him and what we need from him out of goal scoring, he finds a little bit of space uh, right on top of the box. Defender kind of gave him a cushion and gave him too much of a cushion. He turned nicely onto the right foot. He picked out his spot, upper 90 of the, the right corner of the goal, and uh, curled it in. And we just had a perfect angle on that. It was a brilliant goal to get us off uh, up to a 1-0 lead here. And just as soon as Sartori Fernandez scores a goal, he's subbed out and Mendez is back on. So a lot of rotation. And, you know, we talked about we're going to have to unlock this defense by passing it through the middle and being patient. What we just saw there was really a, it was a through ball in over the top, exploiting that high line right. across in a clearance. And then we were able to – kind of capitalize on that, um, you know, quick uh, uh, collection of the clearance and back into the box. And then you see Molina um, with some fancy footwork in the middle as well. So, great goal. Indeed, it's that through ball that really put the pressure onto the Marshawn defense. They were able to resist the first wave. Their clearance got as far as about their 25 or 30-yard line before Dallin retook possession. A quick combination play between Molina and Abarca ended up at the foot of striker Satori Fernandez, who has it on his right foot, takes a touch inside, then cuts back outside and hits a curler into the top corner of the net. A really good goal. And despite Joe Reed being on the bench, Dallin is still a threat to get behind you. And if Marshawn continues to play this high line, you should look for plus opportunities for the next 60 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's a huge goal for a striker to you know to score like that, to be able to you know be in that space, turn and and hit a shot like that. Really, for for Sartori Fernandez's confidence, we love to see that because we are going to need to see more goals out of him. And actually, you know, I know he was actually questionable coming into the game and talking with Coach Dealing. He had a bit of a knock, but was still able to play. And obviously, huge for us. Another through ball, looking for Mendez, but. With that high line, there is some speed on the Marshalltown defense, Tanner. I think that's why they're comfortable playing it. It did work out for us, but I don't think they're really backing off of that strategy. Right, and, and on that goal, certainly the, the initial through ball unlocked and, and applied the initial pressure, but Marshalltown defended the initial challenge successfully. It's their inability to regroup and to build out of the back, which we've seen cost them a couple times so far today, and and in that opportunity, it was that second wave that we got by Marshawn 
being unable to break us down. Again, Marshawn is attempting to play a build-up style. They're attempting to play pass out of the back. Let's be more possession-minded. We haven't seen them play the direct ball until they get into the midfield and look over the top. And so if Marshawn continues to try to play out of the back, they're going to be at risk to not be able to get through this three-man front line of Dowling. And again, when you're playing against a three-front, it's a little more challenging to get through that initial wave because your four defenders are going up against three attackers. The numbers are just not quite the advantage of playing against a 3-5-2 or a 4-4-2. Now, if you can break down that first line, this starts to work into your advantage. But so far, Marshall has been unable to unlock that first line of the defense, which has benefited Dowling consistently and proves to be or seems to be the opportunity for these Maroons to get chances on the counterattack. Yeah, it, that was a, it was really just winning the second ball. So I think you, you could look for Dowling, and we've actually seen it a few times since the goal. I've seen a Barca look to try to play those balls in through. It hasn't quite come off, but I, I think Dowling's going to continue to uh, play the ball through midfield. You've seen Ian Grudel get on the ball quite a bit, sort of in that pivot role at the base of the midfield, and Moline is dropping in as well, almost as like a double pivot really in midfield, which I like to see with this with this formation that we're running because we are getting more possession. And here's Molina again, working really nicely with Abarca and Gradell. Back out here to Drew Dunlap on the left side. He's been dangerous. He's left-footed. He can swing in a really good ball. Beats his man down the line, looks to cross it against a great cross, almost falls to uh, out to our right. Molina with right the shot, and that's yeah. a goal! Another beautiful goal. Molina has shown oh, that his left foot is dangerous. Anytime he crosses the half line, oh, as you said, man, Dunlop beats his man to the left-hand side, gets the ball across the box, a poor clearance from Marshalltown, goes to maybe the most accurate shooter that Dowling has, Molina, left foot, curls it around the far post. The goalie was rooted in the ground. Dowling doubles its lead. It is Dowling Catholic Maroons to Marshalltown Bobcats, zero, with 16 minutes to play in the first half. You love this start for Dowling Catholic. Oh, it's great. I mean, if you're doing a scouting report, you know, from a Marshalltown perspective, the last thing you want to see is Molina collect the ball outside the box, just to the right of the goal, with a chance to get on his left foot and swing it into the back post. And that's exactly what he did. Whatever you can do, avoid that. Absolutely. And, you know, from our perspective, we just want to see more of it. I'd love to see some recent opportunities for him again. Two fantastic goals. I mean, great long-range strike, placement, composure to pick out their spots, and really just no chance for the goalie there to get a hand on it. And it's 2-0 now. Off to a great start after a bit of a shaky start, but halfway through the first half, we've got a nice lead and hope to build on it. Dunlap again into Ian Grudel. Nicely plays it back to... uh, to Leon, who finds Foth, our freshman center back. He's been having a great season so far. And now it's Molina back on the ball on that left foot, looking to unlock the defense. He finds Mendez. No flag, flag raised late for an offside. So bat ball back to Marshalltown on the offside call. Very yeah. close there. Close, and cl- close, close, close. This, this referee crew has been keeping it pretty tight. And, you know, one interesting thing before the game, the referees, had took a little umbrage with how some of the Dallas Catholic Maroons were styling their socks. So there's a trend here in today's game where players are taking their socks. Again, these are socks. They're socks that come to the knee. 
and they're cutting the bottoms off of them, and they're wearing athletic socks in their cleats, and then to be in uniform compliance, obviously wearing the soccer sock over the shooting guards. This was not really a thing when I was active in the game, but you're seeing this happen more often now in the youth soccer leagues in the ranks, and you're seeing some of the trendsetters in European soccer start to do this as well. That's where a lot of the influence comes from the game. Add a little flair to it. Exactly. And so with that, a lot of these Italian Catholic programs have their game socks cut, and so they don't completely connect. And what that does is that exposes your ankle, or at least the undersock at the ankle level, and that's an inconsistent look for a team, which is technically out of uniform. And this referee was the first referee of the season to come up to Coach Ceiling before the game and to say, if your team is showing a multicolored sock or not pulling their game sock all the way down, I'm going to kick him out of the game. And so we had to address this as a team, and now you've seen the Maroons hopefully stay disciplined, but, of course, during the course of the game, you've got uh, slide tackles, you've got kicks, you've got challenges that are going to adjust those socks. So it's interesting to see uh, if this comes up again over the course of the day, but it's indicative of the level of control that this referee crew is hoping to instill. And when there have been tight calls, they've been blowing their whistle trying to stay on top of things. So just to be clear, kit manager wasn't on hand to provide new socks. We just had to pull the socks down. And so we're, we're, we're just yeah, making sure. Kit manager had already reached his service hours goal for the semester. So Certainly. I, I think that uh, kit manager took the night off. We are halfway through the season. We are halfway through. You know, it was prom last weekend. I imagine that created some opportunities for people to give back and to service their community. And so uh, with that, we had to pull the, uh, uh, the, the bootstrap approach. Um, and that puts us in a situation here for a free kick. It's not exactly Molina territory. It's on the far left side of the pitch, but you're seeing the Ian Grudel-Ray Molina combination. I bet Grudel runs over this, and actually Molina runs over it, and Grudel hits a curler out of Ian Grudel. We have now seen that in his couple of years. A diving save by the Bobcats. Goalie pushing that out. I thought it was for a corner. He ended up catching it off of the bounce. But we had a great angle on that, Ben. That was a beautiful curler into the far post from Ian Gerdell. Two things. Incredible shot. Even better save. That ball looked like it was heading out of bounds, and it curled back towards that. That was going in. That was on target. Goalie. For sure. Full extension. Gets two hands to it and is able to collect it and even keep it in bounds. So, Great to see that out of Gerdell because, as you said, I was expecting Molina to try to hit it, even though it's kind of on the reverse angle for him, just from what he's done. Right. So, right. That's uh, keeping. That's going to keep. That's going to keep these defensive units throughout the season on their toes. Now that we've got that dual threat, right? To see it. We've seen Gerdell play the decoy role. We've not seen him hit a curler, and all of a sudden, if I'm on the Maroons, if I'm Coach Teeling, I think there's a strategy here to be looking for free kicks in and around the box more so than the average squad given we've seen Molina convert two direct free kick opportunities and then now we've seen Grudel on the other side of the pitch almost convert his first goal of the season or sorry his first free kick goal of the season so uh, some dangerous direct free kick play from the Maroons which will become critical when defenses become more challenging to break down Oftentimes, set pieces are the answer at the higher level of soccer. So 
promising out of Ian Gridell, number seven, who, again, plays more of that holding midfield role, not a role where you typically see free kickers unless you're Andrea Pirlo. And we've got a pretty lovely uh, combination between the right foot of Ian Gridell and the left foot of Ray Molina. Yes, and, yes as you said, that's, that's the reason why it's such a good combination. You've got the left foot, which is Molina's left footed, so he has just a unique threat from a certain angle. And then Gridell can provide that threat from the opposite angle, and uh, he, he wanted that one. He thought he had it, so he, hands went above his head when the goalie got hands to that, and uh, maybe we'll get some more opportunities to see what they can do on some free kicks. I don't know if you can strategize around it, not not to say that we want to be out here diving looking for free kicks, but hey, who's to say? Who's to say? Listen, the referee is a part of the game. Influencing the referee gives you a better chance to win. I'll put it as absolutely correct as that. There are 10 minutes to play in the first half of a Dallas Catholic boys soccer game, and we've got a Marshawn Bobcat who's been uh, kicked and is grabbing his ankle. So we'll use this time to thank our underwriters. We'll start with Ashworth Vision Clinic. Ashworth Vision Clinic is committed to providing a complete eye exam to make sure that your family is seeing and feeling their best. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at 60th and, you guessed it, Ashworth in West Des Moines. Or check them out online at ashworthvision.com. We will also thank Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals is a family business built on a strong foundation, pun intended, to create a new and remodeled home that is uniquely yours. You can find Oren, Marilyn, or Derek Stryker at 515-208-5721 or online at cpcustomhomes.com. We thank Construction Professionals and Ashworth Vision Clinic for this opportunity. And number 12, the left back for the Markstown Bobcats is being helped off the field with a limp and a grimace towards what appears to be the left knee and a shaky balance for uh, this Bobcat player. So, unfortunately, uh, it looks like his night has ended. Play has resumed here in West Des Moines. You have a beautiful evening. The Maroons in their all-maroon. The Bobcats in their all-white. And what you're seeing is an offsides call, which was not how I saw the play develop, but the referee had a better angle than myself. And so, Marshalltown will build that ball back out. There are nine minutes to play. It is 2-0 Dowling. Goals have come at the back half of this first half, but they've come. They've come, and they've been beautiful goals, uh, long-range efforts from Sartori Fernandez, who's checked back into the game, and from Molina, the always lethal left foot of Molina. What we've seen a lot tonight, Tanner, is some good plays through our midfield, and then we've seen a great cut there, speaking of live action, as we get into the box. Ball from the box. Fernandez has it. And it's a sliding save for the keeper. What a fantastic run. Andrew Schumacher in replacement for Joe Reed beats his defender, lays it across the box, and quick off the line is the Marshtown goalie with a big sliding save. And I will note, the Marshtown goalie is struggling to get up. He is hobbling. He is crouched over in his box, only because Dowling still threatens the goal. But keep an eye on this goalkeeper after a massive save and a direct intervention on that goal. He's now stretching his leg out hoping to recover. We hope the Marshall Bobcats don't lose two players to injury in two minutes. What a fantastic save by the goalie, and he avoided going into a 3-0 deficit here in the first half. Enrico looking for his second goal of the game. It was one-on-one with the keeper. I mean, it, 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 was a, it happened quickly, so he only had a few moments to collect his touch. Goalie 
nicely off his line. It was a 50-50 challenge and a, a knock sustained by the goalie. We're looking at him now. He's got his hands on his head, getting a breather in, trying to recover. I think he's going to be okay. Great opportunity, and it was all started from some great play out on the right flank. We had, I believe, out there Schumacher, Schumacher cut, uh, did a little crossover on the defender with his right foot into space, found Fernandez, and again, almost 3-0, and uh, just a great effort. We've seen, we've, we've seen exploitation of that high line, Tanner, and the midfielders continue to look for those through balls, a lot of good possession through the middle of the park, and after a few passes, we're looking for runners. So we're in attack mode, and uh, we'll hope to see more chances here as the game progresses. We are inside of 10 minutes left in the first half, actually just under seven minutes left here to go with a 2-0 lead for the Downing Cats Maroons over the Marshalltown Bobcats. And uh, we have Henry Barker checking out of the game now for freshman, uh, freshman Joshua Ramon Castro checking in as a defender. Yeah, so Spartan substitution by Coach Teeling. You've got six and a half minutes to play in the first half. Henry Barca, arguably your most talented player in the field tonight for Dowling. You get him this breather. You extend that halftime break under seven minutes for your star player. Again, Dowling is going through a period of time of three games in four days. Marshtown tonight, Southeast Polk tomorrow. You want to keep your star players fresh. So a well-timed substitution by Coach Teeling. Certainly. Yeah, give, give him that extra break, as you said. He is definitely one of the players that dictates a lot of what we do on the offensive side of the ball. And Ramon Castro actually, interestingly, checking into the center of the park. He's typically playing as an outside defender, as a right back. So we'll see what he can offer through the middle of the pitch. Dowling uh, collects possession again and works it around the back line with John Foth looking for feet. Sartori Fernandez uh, always looking for the ball, finds the ball, and is able to keep possession for us. And now we've got... Gridell looking for feet and found them over to Schumacher. Now Schumacher actually in the ball, another offside, a lot of offsides tonight, Tanner. It is. And you're going to see that with the high line, you know, high line is a high risk, high reward strategy. You know, if you can play higher up the field and you can convert turnovers into possession in the attacking half of the pitch and you have your team tight and compact, hard to break down, that can create chances for your offense. If you are unable to turn the ball over, that can create chances for the other team's offense because there's a lot of space in, between, in behind your defense. And if you're going to leave it up to the balance of the ball, the timing, the positioning, the speed, or the one-on-one defending of your team, you're just creating a little bit of risk in your system. And so with that, you know, offsides is a sigh of relief for the, the Bobcats when those, when those flags are raised and those whistles blow uh, because what you're doing is working. However, you don't always get the flag and it's not always merited. And so, how do you find that balance between the risk and the reward of this Marshtown system? And as we talk about risk and reward, Dowling is continuing to knock on the ball. They have possession on the top of the 18. That ball is played into the box. And that ball is all I mean, it was there. almost put into the goal by Josiah Crowder. This is Josiah with the freshman. Yeah, it's on his left foot. He's running into the ball. And a bit of a miss hit. He got a touch onto it, but not enough to challenge the keeper safely into his hands. Uh, he was about six or seven yards out, center of the goal, and couldn't quite make great contact to challenge the keeper. The score remains 2-0 Dowling. There are four minutes left in the first half of this varsity boys soccer broadcast. I think his eyes got big there when he saw that ball come to him right there on the six, right in front of the goal. Not on his strong foot, 
Uh, but it was a great cross. We've seen Drew Dunlap whipping a number of, of really dangerous crosses from the left side with that left foot. So certainly nice to have that sort of outlet to be able to bring on. Because typically, our, when it's not Dunlap, we've got right-footed players playing out there acting as more of an inverted winger where they're cutting back into the middle of the field to get onto their right foot. So that just gives us a bit of a different look here with Dunlap out there. And it's, it's proven to be dangerous for this Bobcats defense to handle. Yeah, credit to Drew, right? Didn't get the start tonight, but was going to get extra minutes given the, the stress of the three-game week and Joe Reed's in, injury. And he's earned his minutes. He, he has come in as a sub. He stayed on since his first appearance into the game early on in this half. And you know, really created the opportunity behind the second goal as, you know, it was a through ball and a cross that was poorly cleared. And so credit to Drew Dunlop. Uh, again, it's a sophomore, but uh, getting his first extended run on the varsity squad here so far this season. And while this ball is out for a throw with two and a half minutes left, we have a Dowling Maroon bent over. This is Owen Smraj, the sophomore left back, who is saying, send the ball the other way. I need a minute to regroup myself. I got to walk out this knock I just picked up. So we'll keep an eye on Owen. Again, in a game like this where you've got the opportunity to rotate the bench, you don't want to take these chances, and you hope Owen can relieve himself of this injury and not have to miss any minutes. Yeah, it looks like he's, he's moving around a little bit better now. You can see, you know, you mentioned a, th- a three-game week. We've talked about it, and the – we had a game against Valley. We'll, we'll hit on that a little bit tonight. Just a, a really emotional game earlier in the week. So certainly, you know, uh, some heavy legs out there. Players are running well, however, but you know, we're seeing we're seeing uh, players look to take a breather. They're picking up knocks. Still a physical game. Another foul here, and you know, this has been Dowling's least impressive stretch of the evening. We're a yep. minute thirty left in the first half. And at this point, Coach Ceiling has rotated most of the squad. So that back four is still intact. But as I look across the pitch, and Marshawn line on for a free kick here from 30 yards out, as I look across the pitch, I'm not sure that any of the front seven for the Dallas Catholic Maroons are in their original starting position. And so it's a chance to rotate the bench, give people spot experience in different spots. And what you're seeing is a lessened ability for the Maroons to play possession, to knock the ball, and to relieve pressure. And that's creating a little more opportunities for Marshalltown. Marshalltown still without a shot on goal through the first half. However, Marshalltown has had several desperation attempts from distance, and you're seeing a free kick there go, you know, over the field goal posts for the Bobcats. No threat at all to Diego Leon, who has had little work to do tonight. Uh, But, this stretch has been a little bit more challenging until right now where Sir Fernandez gets in the goal and pushes one just wide of the post. So again, a little bit more direct style there for the Maroons. Uh, the inability for the Bobcats to break down that front line of the Dowling press creates another turnover. Schumacher puts Sir Fernandez through. Sir Fernandez goes for the cheeky outside of the foot, lift past the keeper. That ball rolls just on the opposite side of the post. Yeah, the uh... Marshtown's back line is playing with fire a little bit, Tanner. They're playing that high line. I think they're looking to try to just force offsides calls. They've gotten them, but it's also resulted in numerous chances with one-on-ones with Marshtown's goalie. Another thing you've seen with the goalkeeper of the Bobcats is he's coming off his line real quick to force decisions out of Sartori Fernandez and others who've had those opportunities. And we kick down to the end of the first half. We've got a 2-0 lead for the Dallas Cats. A lot of action that first half. 
We're going to take a break here um, and bring you some uh, bring you some of the highlights from the first half during the break. You're listening to Dallin Catholic Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Honey, I'm so excited for our kitchen remodel. All right, you love birds, floors, natural hardwood. Okay. Wow, that was quick. Countertops. Definitely natural granite. Check. Woohoo! And that wall. Tear it down. It let in more natural sunlight. Done. Whoa. Speaking of tearing down walls, your family planning. Natural, right? Natural family planning is 99% effective at achieving or delaying pregnancy, and there are no harmful chemicals. So it's better for you and the environment. Tear down the wall. A message from Iowa Catholic Radio. Amazon Smile is a simple way to support Iowa Catholic Radio. When you are shopping on Amazon, consider shopping through Amazon Smile instead. You get all the same great deals, and your order will also help support Iowa Catholic Radio. All you need to do is choose Iowa Catholic Radio as your nonprofit yeah. to support when you first first log in and Amazon will do the rest. Every Amazon smile order you make, Amazon will donate to Iowa Catholic Radio. Support Iowa Catholic Radio while you shop at smile.amazon.com. And thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Listener supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM KWKY Des Moines, 94.5 FM K233 BT Des Moines, 88.5 FM KIHS, Adel, 90.9 FM KLOX Creston. A lot of bend, a little slow, I'll be super determined to it, but he he sacrificed that bend for the space. Welcome back to Dowling Catholic Boys Soccer Radio Broadcast. With, I am Tanner Cross. With me is Ben Teeling. It is halftime here in West Des Moines. We are have a beautiful night for CML Boys Soccer here. The sun has gone down, but it's still plenty of light in the air. Obviously, the Musco lighting has provided a nice view of the pitch. There's a glow on the field. There's a glow in the radio booth. There's a glow in the in the sideline of the Dallas Catholic Maroons bench, it is a 2-0 lead for the Dallas Catholic Maroons going into halftime here against Marshall Bobcats. Ben, how do you evaluate the first half of soccer? Yeah, there's certainly a glow up here in the booth, Tanner, because I'm buzzing after those goals that we saw. You know what? You know, Dallas played great uh, in many facets of the game. We didn't have to do much defensively, so we were just really solid back there, forced a few long-distance efforts from Marshalltown, maybe two, three shots that never threatened anything. And then other than that, I really liked what I saw uh, with the connection of our defenders to our midfielders, finding feet, keeping the ball, making a few passes, and then uh, a lot of opportunities going in behind Marshalltown's defense. Their defenders are playing really high up the field, just trying to play that high line and force offsides calls. It's Primarily worked in our favor. We've created a lot of chances and ended up with a couple of goals, uh, a couple of stunners, I would say. So I hope to see more of the same. And, uh, again, I think we're going to see some more squad rotation as well throughout the, the second half of this game. Right. You're going to have to balance that desire to keep your legs fresh, stay injury-free with what's still a slightly precarious scoreline Famously, the most dangerous lead in soccer, this 2-0 lead the Don Catholic Maroons are carrying into the halftime. The challenge for the Maroons to stay motivated, how do you stay focused and hungry enough to come out and get two more quick goals? It took 25 and 30 minutes for the Maroons to unlock the Bobcat defense in the first half. If you take that long and you carry this 2-0 lead, it's just going to force Coach Teeling and the team to play a little bit tighter, play a little bit more of their starters, 
and you've got to be thinking about load management. It was a three-game week here. So if I'm Coach Chilean right now, going into halftime, I'm telling my team, ignore the score line, 0-0, zero, zero. stay hungry. Who wants to be the hero? Who wants to get their name in the paper? Who wants to fill the nets? Get hungry. Do your work. Take a shorter shift. Allow the opportunity for your friends, for the bench, to get their minutes, to get their experience up. But it's got to come quick. The longer this drags on, you never know what can happen. With a little bit of breeze in the air, a little bit of talent from Marshalltown, could they make this too interesting? And could this challenge Dallin's ability not only to get a result tonight, but also against Southeast Pope tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, 2-0 is precarious. Certainly, uh, you know, there's more than enough opportunity for Marshalltown to grab a quick goal and get back when the striking distance. So what Coach Teeling is going to be looking for, as well as the players, is quick goals to start off the second half. And I think the motivation just from a player perspective is, look, if you're an attacking player, it doesn't matter if it's 2-0, if it's 5-0, or how much time is left in the game. You want to score, and you want to score as much as you can. So I can see that hunger out there with some of these players and and, you know, I think, again, we want to look to score very quickly. We've got Sartori Fernandez on the score sheet, adding to his tallies for the season. Molina, freshman Ray Molina, adding to his with another great strike with his left foot. So I know Jonathan Mendez wants to get on, in on that action, and probably Henry Abarca, too. And who knows, maybe Gradell or some of our defenders can find a way to get on the score sheet tonight if we can get some corner kicks, perhaps, which we actually we haven't seen much in this game tonight either. So... Um, that's what we'll look for here as we get into the second half. Hopefully just some quick goals, Tanner, at least from my view. Indeed. We're going to take a minute to reflect on the goings-on of the program since we've last talked. So uh, for all of our loyal listeners out there, we brought you the Des Moines North broadcast that was on April 21st, exactly a week ago tonight. But a lot of action has happened since then. So that was a Thursday night. Two days after that was a Saturday Dallin Catholic played in a Nebraska-Iowa Invitational. We played two schools out of Bellevue, played both East and West. A combined 11-0 victory across the two games for the Dallin Catholic Maroons. So Dallin took care of East in the morning, 6-0. The afternoon was just as easy, 5-0 West. So you could say the Maroons are the mayor of Bellevue after performance like that. And then came back to CIML action on Tuesday night. And you probably can't say the Maroons are the mayor of West Des Moines uh, based on what happened on Tuesday night. So uh, a tough game uh, against the rival Valley Tigers. Dowling loses 5-1. to one. This is the game that Dowling in the first three minutes had an incredible chance. A great save from the Valley keeper. Four minutes later, they had a penalty kick. Another incredible save from the Valley keeper. So that could have been a very different start. Instead, Valley scores within 10 minutes. Senior captain, leading goal scorer Joe Reed goes off five minutes after that. Valley goes boom, boom, up 3-0. And this young Dallin team was shell-shocked. The end result was a 5-1 to thrashing over the Tigers, over the Maroons. And so a roller coaster of a couple of days since we've last talked to you. Yeah, Council Bluffs doesn't want to see the Maroons anytime soon. And, you know, we're coming off, you came off a 4 0 win from the last home game last week, 6 0, 5 0. So 15 0 on aggregate. And you always knew the Valley game was going to be really tough. And, you know, some of the bounces just didn't fall our way. 
we had some opportunities early to score, as you said, a saved penalty kick early in the game. And I think that really takes some of the momentum out of the squad. And then you have a leader on the team go down and re-aggravate a hamstring injury, rather. And from there, some quick goals. And it's just really hard to come back from that. I know the team kept playing and actually, you know, probably played and ran even harder, maybe overextended themselves a little bit, trying to get back into that game. There was a late goal for Valley kind of in the final minutes to make the scoreline 5-1. One of the bright spots of that game was a solo goal effort from Jonathan Mendez, uh, beating a few players on his own and scoring a nice goal. So you at least take that. Um, but, you know, this team is going to build from there, and you know, maybe we get another chance to see Valley later in the season. They're always right there. And, you know, a lot of the Dallin and Valley players, they, they play against each other in clubs, they play against each other in high school. There's a similarity there. There's a lot of bragging rights there to be had to rivalry like that. And, you know, with this sub-state format, you know, these games against Nebraska schools are not counting towards Dallin's ranking in a sub-state. So while they've had success crossing the Missouri River, they have, that doesn't translate into any preference during the – sub-state rankings, and so uh, you might find yourself on the road here in a month trying to offset the Valley Tigers, and certainly having a look at that uh, that, that, that extraordinary performance from Valley. We have to give credit where credit is due. By all accounts, they were the better team. The scoreline may have been a slightly exaggeration over the difference in the quality of the sides. However, uh, it still was 5-1, to one. so an opportunity for the Maroons to bounce back here. The second half is close to getting underway. The two teams will switch sides. You have the Dallin County Maroons playing in all maroon with white stripes and white numbers against the Marshalltown Bobcats playing in all white with red numbers and few other distinctions on their all white road kits. Dallin County will be moving from left to right on your radio. The Marshalltown Bobcats are moving from right to left. It is 2-0 at halftime of a CML boys varsity soccer match. The Dallin Catholic huddle is taking place. That team is lining up. They're firing themselves up. And Marshtown is ready to take this half. Ben, what do you expect to see in the second half different than what we saw in the first half? I think you're going to see Marshalltown look to try and get on the score sheet pretty early to see if they can get back into this game and put some pressure on Maroon. So, the high line's not going to change. Um, they're probably going to press even harder. So I think that's going to create more opportunities for Dowling to capitalize on that and get some quick counterattacks, get them behind. One thing I'd like to see different is just more clinical finishing out of the Maroons. We had a lot of great opportunities apart from the two goals that we scored. So I think uh, we'll see some more capitalization, hopefully, on those efforts that we create. Also, uh, one thing I noticed, and I'm not sure if this is a halftime switch or if we just missed it in the beginning, but we've got goalkeeper Diego Mares playing tonight um, in lieu of uh, our regular starter, Diego Leon. So great to see Mares getting some minutes out there tonight. Second half has just started, Tanner, um, as we get into action here. And Dowling again on the ball with a throw-in uh, to get us underway to start the second half. Uh, Barker back on top of the ball and back to the starting lineup for Coach Teeling. Clearly looking to you know set the expectation that a strong start is warranted from the Maroons. And you mentioned it, Ben. There is a goalkeeper change now. So, Diego Mares, a junior, 
Backup goalie not getting a lot of minutes tonight, but a chance here. And what you saw was uh, Dowling looked to play possession and looking to play around the back. A little bit of a less confident Mares on the ball uh, led to a throw-in for the Marshawn Bobcats in an attacking position, which ended up with a shot on goal from distance, which was confidently saved by Diego Mares. And so we'll continue to evaluate uh, if that strategy of keeping Leon fresh and getting Mares some experience who looks to take over next season after Diego graduates uh, will be a smart decision or if it'll provide any risk to this 2-0 lead. Well, Mares is going to get some action because Marshalltown is, they're looking to, to shoot <laughs> as soon as they get an inch of space. We've seen a lot of long-range efforts. One finally on target for Mares to get some action. Um, but yeah, good to see him out there. And speaking of Diego Leon, not sure how things played out uh, last week at prom, if he, if he was the prom king, but certainly in our eyes he is. And uh, I guess yeah, we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. You know, our, <laughs> our investigative reporter has uh, failed to report back from how Dowling Prom went on. And so we will um, hold him accountable, of course. But also, as you mentioned, Ben, Diego's the king in our books. Certainly is. So he's getting a, he's getting a much-deserved breather here tonight. And so far, not a ton of action to speak of. He's had a few shots from Marshalltown. Kind of as I said, I think Marshalltown's looking to do as much as they can to try to pressure Dowling early, and we have seen that so far. So far, we've been able to withstand that pressure. Just haven't really been able to get into the flow of the second half quite yet. But now we've got uh, our trusty midfielders on the ball, stringing some passes together. Barca with a great turn. Gridell looking for the ball. And now it's back to Diego Leon's brother, Fabian, who picks out a great pass for Schumacher, who's really had a good game, been very dangerous down that right-hand side. He's one of the guys that has some speed that we can exploit this, this, this back line with. Because without Reed, you know, we, we do lack a little bit of speed. Maybe that's one of the reasons this Marshalltown team's comfortable with playing that high line. And it uh, looks like they are continuing to do that. But been a pretty even first or second half, rather, so far here, Tanner, as we get into the action. Certainly, you know, you can't replace Joe Reed one for one. Uh, but Coach Sealing and, and certainly us in the booth tonight, happy with what we've seen out of Andrew Schumacher and Drew Dunlop, the other two sophomore wingers who are great athletes in their own right. Uh, I'm not mistaken, Andrew Schumacher is a multi-sport athlete and a real threat on the basketball court as well. And so there's certainly young talent, young athleticism here on the team. And you know, I want to give Joe Reed a shout-out. We've talked about him a lot. Got his first Division One offer last weekend from Western Illinois and the Leathernecks. And so great to see the Dowling Catholic continuing to produce Division One level talent across so many different sports. Obviously, we're talking about boys' varsity soccer tonight. Joe Reed with that athleticism, that goal-scoring ability, the versatility on the pitch to be able to play multiple positions. He's primarily a striker or a winger here for his high school. I know he's in the Vision Soccer Athletic Association where he plays a lot of right mid and right back. So somebody who is a talented soccer player, a gifted athlete who works hard and has a nose for goal, able to have an opportunity to continue his career at the Division One level. So credit to you, Joe Reed, for all the work that you've put in. Sorry to miss you tonight due to your hamstring energy. We certainly hope to get you back on the pitch, but congratulations on the opportunity to 
continue playing at Division One level next year should you choose to go to Macomb, Illinois. Yeah, big time congratulations uh, for that offer. That just speaks to all that hard work Joe Reed put in and the talent that he's got. Maybe he will end up in Macomb, but uh, we'd love to get him back here before he uh, before he goes on his way to that next level. And we know he certainly will look to play at the next level. He's got all the talent to do so. You saw another shot out of Marshalltown just inside, really, the half. So they are shooting. There's no range for Marshalltown in this game. They're going to look to keep shooting. So Mares really needs to stay on his toes. Um, right, Marshalltown has, has not been able to sustain possession in the attacking third. And so understanding that, they're looking to create chances when they can. They're not going to be able to pass this ball through the Maroons' defense with much success or regularity. And a great combination play puts Sartori Fernandez through. He's got a defender in his way. He's been forced wider by this man. He's still in possession on the outside of the box. And that's the third guy has forced him into a turnover situation. But some really clever combination play from Abarca and Sartori Fernandez releases the striker and well defended from the center back of Marshalltown as they have averted another chance on goal. Sartori Fernandez is unable to get a shot off but a, the best chance of the second half so far for Dowling Catholic after going the entire first half without a shot on goal. Marchstown has had a few chances from distance here in the second half, and knowing there's a backup keeper in the net, it makes the whole team, and maybe even ourselves, just a little bit more nervous when that ball is put on frame. And so Marchstown recognizing that and taking advantage, but unable to break anything down so far. And now the ball is being battled for and through the middle third of the pitch, between both the Bobcats and the Maroons as each look to establish themselves in the second half. Yeah, that was a great opportunity, and that was a one-touch pass from Molina with the outside of his foot to unlock that, so just great vision from him. After the pass from Abarca, and Sartori Fernandez was ready to run onto it. And, uh, you know, speaking of Diego Mares as the backup goalie, you know, he, he certainly has a lot of talent because we know that he pushes for that starting spot every day in practice. It's not a huge gap between the two goalies, right? So Diego Leon's the incumbent and holds on, but Mares this is certainly a brings questionable wow. flag. Wow. This is not something that my angle suggested was an offside. However, the referee with his superior angle and proximity raises his flag and keeps this at 2-0. This was a combination play inside-outside. Some one-touch passing from Maroons had put a Barca through Again, Abarca is coming from a midfield position, but deemed to be offside at the 25-yard line by the assistant linesman, which has resulted in this score staying at 2-0. Abarca did get a touch on that goal, or did he get a touch on that ball and, and put the ball past the keeper. That goal has been disallowed due to an offside. And to the linesman's credit, not a ton of discussion from Abarca or the bench of Dowling Catholic. And now it's Marshtown with the ball the other way, but a uh, close call there from being 3-0 Dowling. It was a close call. A lot of times in those types of plays, you can get a pretty good indication based on the reaction of the players, and we didn't see too many complaints there out of the Dowling team. So, And you wonder if that's indicative of Dowling's confidence to hold the results. Could be. Up 2-0, a bit of a casual start, certainly not the aggression that we were hoping to see in the first part of the second half. You're seeing the same 11 for Dowling go, but you're not seeing the same level for Dowling go. 
and thus ten minutes in, no great chances yet for the Maroons. A couple of half chances in the first substitution here of the second half for Coach Teeling. We have Drew Dunlop taking a breather and Joshua Roman Castro coming into the game playing at the left winger position. So Coach Teeling, you know Joshua here, number five for the Maroons. A young player, a freshman, talented. Everyone has seen that in practice. Obviously, Tillian is looking for the best fit for Joshua to get some minutes. We saw him play in the middle of the park in the first half. Here he's playing at left winger. So hopefully he can find his flow during the course of the game and continue to earn more minutes as the season progresses. Yeah, he's been all over the field, Ramon, uh, Roman Castro. He he can play in a lot of positions. There's a lot of talent there. So it's nice to ha- be able to have a utility player like that to bring off the bench. You've seen him play defense in a lot of his minutes early on. Then he can play in midfield. He can play out on the wing. And we talked about it at halftime, but this 2-0 lead, always precarious. And we knew that Marshalltown was going to look to put some pressure on the Maroons. And really, they, they have done so, right? As you said, Dowling has started a little bit slow. And – and Marshalltown now has a fairly dangerous free kick opportunity here. Uh, this was a whistle blown that certainly the home crowd didn't agree with, uh, but it created a chance here for Marshalltown. And Marshalltown not wise enough there to ask for their 10 yards. It was a six-yard wall that defeated the shot attempt on goal. Uh, should they have had more space, that ball probably clears the first round of defense for the Maroons. This ball still in the attacking third for Marshalltown after the direct free kick. Dowling was a throw-in to come through the possession. Uh, but, again, another chance where we're saying this referee crew is calling it quite tight. And, again, on this one either, the Maroons did not argue that call despite having a decent case that the Marshalltown player was already on his way down and the contact was inconsequential to his movement. Yet I am a little just. Dis- Generally worried about Maroon's ability to close this game out given the complacency that we've seen despite a couple of controversial calls and some Marshalltown gaining a little bit of momentum here with 12 minutes into the second half of a 2-0 lead. Yeah, you know, first 10 minutes of the second half has been Marshalltown really with a run of play. And what we wanted to see was obviously the exact opposite, hoping Dowling to get off to a quick start with some goals. So now they've got their work cut out for them to reestablish some momentum. Marshtown's really up for this fight. So Dowling's got to dig deep now because they do feel comfortable with that 2-0 lead. But uh, you know, we got to dig deep, stay engaged in this game, and know we've got to get a couple more goals to put this game away. Right. And, you know, Ben, I'm reminded of a strategy that I've seen coaches deploy. It's a bit risky, but oftentimes – when you're starting 11, knows that they are superior to the opposition. They can get into the state of complacency and not force the issue. Yet the second 11 can be eager to prove a point, excited to get to minutes, wanting to prove what they can do on the pitch. And so sometimes in these matchups where – the, 11, the starting 11 doesn't feel as motivated to close out an opponent. You might go to your lesser talent that could be offset with a little bit more aggression and mindset. And so I'm curious if rotation starts to deepen for Dowling. You know, again, Coach Schilling making his second substitution of the half. And Rico Satori Fernandez, the goal scorer, exits. And Kevin Kopik, the sophomore midfielder, is on. 
do these mids start to work a little bit harder than their starting 11 and thus create a little bit more chances? So we'll see uh, who's able to make the difference here in the second half. As it's 2-0, the Dallas Catholic Maroons are winning over the Marshawn Bobcats in a boys' varsity soccer match. We appreciate you tuning in. And not only do we have a game for you tonight, but to all our loyal listeners out there, we're going to be back here tomorrow night with a, another kickoff. Dallas Catholic Maroons are hosting CIML Central rival Southeast Polk at 7.30 Friday night. So a rare Friday night game, some true Friday night lights action in boys' varsity soccer. So if you're enjoying yourself tonight, set the alarm on your phone. Come back and join us on two FM stations, the AM station or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. We love having you as listeners. We love hearing your feedback and how much you love the broadcast. And we are excited to be bringing you CML Soccer. Friday night lights in the spring. What a treat to go back-to-back night standard with you in the booth. So we're looking forward to that. That's too kind, Ben. You're too kind. Well, well, you know, it's going to be a great game, too, against Southeast Polk. Don't want to look past this Marshalltown team quite yet. Uh, still got a lot to go here. 25 minutes left in this first half. Dowling started to um, look a little bit sharper here just in the last couple of minutes. As a unit, they're getting farther up the pitch and uh, spreading the ball around from left to right, right to left, and really just trying to get some passes in. We've probably seen six, seven, eight passes now um, in a row here with Dowling as they continue to kind of look to unlock this defense. I just don't want to – they don't need to force anything, Tanner. We can keep passing around. You look at what Marshalltown is doing. I mean, they, they're pressuring the ball pretty aggressively. So if we just continue to pass it around, we should be able to unlock some space. Uh, but they do have some speed in the back there. So they are able to cut out some of those through-ball attempts that we've been looking to get through on them. Right. Um, they're playing that high line of defense, which you only want to employ if you've got speed and you feel confident you can win a foot race. And with that, you need good on-the-ball pressure – but when you have that high line, Ben, it gets really tempting in the possession to try that aggressive through ball and to give yourself what maybe eh, not quite a 50-50, but if you're saying eh, this could be 30-70, 40-60, my guy gets in the end of this, and if he does, he's in the goal. And so that can sometimes rush the attack. So it's interesting as Dowling is in buildup of the balance between possession, side-to-side patience, with that temptation of, ooh, there goes Schumacher on the last man, one-on-one. Let me try to weave him in a ball. And more times than not, that's unsuccessful, but obviously the reward there is high enough that the Dallas Maroons keep trying it. Yeah, you see that flash of space, and it's really hard to resist releasing that ball. But time and time again in the second half, we've seen those 50-50 uh, challenges in behind the defense go the – Marshalltown Bobcats way. So it's really something that hopefully the players can recognize and show a little bit more patience, play the extra pass, play some quick combinations, some one-twos to make it a little bit easier on us. Here again, we're looking in behind, and again, Marshalltown's able to to be able to get that ball. They have some big, aggressive, and physical center backs, but a misplay opens up a chance. Right foot a shot. Straight at the keeper and well saved by the Marshalltown goalie. Good, good play, good shot by Barca. He was getting closed down quickly. He got it off low, uh, low, and with some good power behind the shot, but it was right at the keeper. But another, uh, you know, it's an effort from Dowling. We haven't really seen them threaten the goal since really the first five minutes of this second half, where we had a couple of close calls with offsides. So another shot on target from the Runes. Hopefully, that's a sign of more to come. 
as the Bobcats give up possession again in a dangerous area. Now it's Ibarca looking to dribble around the defense, and he does so. One-on-one with the goalie. Saved by the goalie. Big save. Ibarca flashing the sure name out of individual skill. Keeping two defenders. The second one with a beautiful right-footed rollover and left-footed touch past his man. Gets into the box. A hard shot on goal. The save went up in the air. There was a fight for the rebound, and the goalie snatched it before the Maroons could. But back-to-back great shots on goal from Henry Abarca. And now Marshalltown with possession in the attacking third, but ultimately ends at the feet of Diego Mares. So with this new couple of substitutions, obviously Sefer Fernandez came off, Kopik came on, and that pushed Henry Abarca to the nine. Coach Schilling has used Abarca mostly as a center midfielder, but now he's getting the chance to see what he can do as a center forward. And what we know about Henry Abarca's game is he can beat almost anybody in this state one-on-one with the ball at his foot, and that's creating chances individually. We've seen that now on two different occasions in the last five minutes. Yeah, I see Abarca now just sighing a little bit with his hands on his head because he knew he had such a good opportunity there, and he did all the hard work in terms of beating a couple of defenders, had the one-on-one with the goalie, just couldn't get it past him. This Marshalltown goalkeeper has been very impressive. Marshalltown looks to shoot it from a very long distance, about 50 yards after goal. That was inside the half circle. <laughs> a little speculative. He, a... he lined up like that was, uh, you know, a, a Ray Molina 20-yard free kick. So, you know what? Uh, you can't blame him for trying. However, uh, he did lose possession in his speculation, and now Dowling is building a possession out of the back. That, Ray Molina through midfield here. That's a shot that maybe works in I think it was maybe FIFA 2003 where you could line those shots up. You know, every one of those has a different variation, but not in real life. Um, didn't quite catch it. But, but yeah, just a great play, as we said, from Abarca. So nice to see the Maroons getting, uh, getting some more efforts on goal. The balance of the game is starting to become a little more even in the second half and maybe Dowling even getting a little bit of the run of the play. But Marshalltown did have a chance. It was cut out by Foth, but now they're threatening again in the final third of Dowling on the top of the box. Looking for a pass. Mishandled by our... That's a shot on goal. It's a goal for Marshtown. It's a goal for Marshtown. This lead has been halved. It is two to one, Dowling, after a Marshalltown goal. We are halfway through the second half. And it is a one-goal game. Again, a little bit of disorganization or laziness across the top of the 18. And a great individual effort from the Marshalltown Bobcat striker, who pounces on the opportunity, beats a defender, gets in behind the box, and from 17 yards out, slices it into the corner. Mares has nothing to do with that. It is now 2-1. to one. This is a one-goal game, and anything can happen with 20 minutes to play. This is exactly what we talked about as the, as the danger in the second half with that 2-0 lead. And Marshalltown has been able to get back into this game. Opportunistic. There was a couple of misplayed efforts by our defense. 50-50 balls. Ends up on Marshalltown striker's foot right in front of the goal. Mares really didn't have a chance. Striker put a good, good shot on it low and hard into the goal. So now we've really got a game, Tanner, and there's plenty of time left with 20 minutes to go. And uh, really, anything can happen now in these next 20 minutes. So if that wasn't a wake-up call for the Maroons, I don't know what, what, what else could possibly uh, snap us out of this, but you know now we, again, have got our work cut out for us, and again, giving up possession almost right away after the kickoff, but we are able to collect it again. So 
So Coach Chilean goes back, and this Whoa. is a risky buildup. Again, Diego Mares with a little less confidence in the ball than the usual starter, Diego Leon, gave the fans a reason to stand up, uh, but ultimately tragedy averted, uh, and Dallin has a throw-in uh, out of the back. So Coach Chilean, in response to the goal, gets Enrique Sartori Fernandez back on the pitch, puts his starting lineup back on to the field with one exception. We've got Josiah Crowder, the freshman, playing right winger at this moment, but the other 10 players all appear to be starters at this point, or at least that everyone but the two wingers appears to be starters. Yep. And so, uh, actually, I say corrected, uh, Kopik again in the middle. So, Sergio uh, Fernandez, the, the, the lone substitution after the goal, uh, the goal scorer tonight, the threat here. Uh, but Dowling just a little bit nervy after that goal. Marshtown with a little bit more motivation, uh, a little bit more press. They've now intercepted the pass as Dowling built it out of the back. Dowling is now looking to build and has been unable to sustain possession. So here we are, Ben, halfway through the second half. This was a comfortable 2-0 lead in the first half a chance at the very end of the first half to make it 3-0, a chance from a Barker to make it 3-0, and instead it's back 2-1, and there is a bad bounce away from a scary ending here for the Maroons. 2-1, can they hold on? Can they get back to a two-goal lead? Very precarious now at 2-1. And as we have an effort in on goal. Abarca playing center forward. Really good Gets them behind. Abarca is just possessed. This was at the last minute, but... But here you got Satori Fernandez coming back. He likes to play back to goal as a nine. He likes to check in deep. He got possession. He's able to turn. And a really well-executed position swap. You had the nine of Satori Fernandez cutting back. Henry Abarca got through to fill that gap. Satori Fernandez found him well. And it was one-on-one with the defender into the 18. Well-played for the Marshawn defense. They've been able to, for the most part, sustain the initial wave of the through balls and the high line threat that they are playing where they've gotten beat. It's been the second or the third wave or their inability to possess and build out of the back, but their speed and their size has led to success defending that initial through ball. And we saw it again tonight on that last play from a Barca. So it is 17 minutes, 17 seconds left to play in the second half. Marshawn in the all whites going from right to left. Dowling and the All Maroons going from left to right. Two to one Dowling. Marshawn with a little momentum coming off of that second goal. But Dowling now with possession, looking to wake up a little bit and a new fire in their bellies for the Maroons. Yeah, we hope. You know, it's with, with the game of soccer and momentum can shift a lot. It was really hard to see a way back for Marshalltown after the first half. I mean, it was such a convincing first half from the Maroons. 2-0, tons of chances. And, you know, as we said, it, it, it looks as if uh, we're going to go on and become more comfortable. But at the end of the day, Marshtown comes out with a different attitude. They cleaned up some of the mistakes from the first half, shored up the defense a little bit, pressured a little bit more, created some opportunities. And now we've got a 2-1 ball game. And 15 minutes left to go, just over. Uh, some back and forth in the middle field. Now it's a foul call in favor of the Bobcats right at the halfway line. And this is great to see Molina looking to check back into the game. He's been off of the field for a little while, so hopefully he can add some some more attacking threats for the Maroons um, to give us a little bit more of a cushion. And Marshalltown is also 
lining up a couple of subs. In Marshalltown, you know, they've had a tough run. We talked about it. They're on a seven-game skid, Tanner, but they clearly um, have no memory of that as they are going toe-to-toe with Maroons right now. Another dangerous free kick from the halfway line. They look to dump it in the box. It goes just out of bounds for a goal kick. And now we get our substitutions in for the goal kick. Right, so three substitutions for Marshalltown. We'll continue Rodrigo their leg stretch. We just build on this momentum. Uh, they are taking out some of their starters, some of their more talented players. And meanwhile, Coach Killian brings freshman position Ray Molina onto the pitch and is removing uh, number five freshman Joshua Roman Castro. And so this may be an opportunity with this new Marshall lineup. While they are fresher legs, they're not the typical starters or the necessarily top talent on the Bobcat roster. So might this be the window where Dowling can use its starting 11 or at least most of it to separate itself from the Marshawn Bobcats? We don't know. Ben, you mentioned the seven-game losing streak for the Marshawn Bobcats. Uh, To add on to that, in the last five games, Marshawn has only scored once in five games, and they've scored here tonight. So, if you're looking at this from an expectations perspective, Dowling's goal was always going to be a clean sheet. Continue to suppress what's not been a prolific attack for the Bobcats. Yet, unfortunately, I don't know a better word to describe it than just some complacency has led to a 2-1 lead. But now a really good sliding tackle from the Bobcats defeated a uh, charging run from Josiah Crowder, who's playing right wing. And that is a cross-field, cross-bodied slide tackle from the second center back to disrupt what was otherwise going to be a shot on goal. So, again, Marshtown has defended extremely well against that initial through ball. There was a chance there for Josiah to get a shot on goal. However, the defense of these Bobcats has proved sturdy on that initial wave. The possession is still deep in the Marshtown half. This ball is bouncing around the final third for the Maroons. Marshawn's able to pick their head up and get a possession only as far as Danny Griesmer, who wins it back. So a bit of a bouncing ball. Griesmer is now into the box. He's into the corner flag now, looking to get a cross off. He does. That ball bounces to the far post, and it is into the back of the net. Number 14, Josiah Crowder, who was shunned a minute ago by a sliding tackle, was hanging out in the back post and got just enough to his right foot to beat a diving Marshawn keeper from six yards out. That is a good play by Danny Griesberg down the right-hand side to be patient, get a cross-off, poor clearance of the initial defender for Marshalltown, bouncing to Josiah at the far post, and it's 3-1 to dowling over Marshalltown with 14 minutes to play in the second half. That goal was all about the hustle of Danny Griesmer. We needed somebody to step up and be the – you know, the, the hero, quote-unquote, in terms of getting us back into this game with the momentum. And a defender, right back, senior Griezmann with that leadership, gets high up the pitch, wins the ball back, whips the cross in, and uh, opportunistic finish from number 14, Josiah Crowder, freshman, to get a goal. Not sure if that's his first one of the season, but great play from Griezmann, great finish. Very much so needed goal for the Maroons, getting us back to a 3-1 to one lead here, under 15 minutes to go. Love to see that uh, freshman desire Crowder get on the score sheet, Tanner, especially with that chance he had had just before that. 
the margin for error on that challenge from Marshalltown, razor thin. They had to get it right. And uh, we were able to respond very quickly after that. And that was another example of just not being able to clear the ball, right? That's where we've seen success tonight um, against this Marshalltown defense. Yeah, this 4-3-3 has caused a lot of problems for Marshalltown's build-up style. And these turnovers have turned into chances, and we've converted now two of them. So three to one, Dowling Catholic over Marshalltown. There's 12 minutes to play in the second half. Hopefully this settles the game down. You still want that last insurance goal. Uh, this two-goal lead, as we've said, it can be very precarious. And so we'll see if they can do that. But Ben, you mentioned this senior coming to the rescue for the Maroons, the only senior on the field. Diego Leon, his classmate, has been subbed up at halftime to get Diego Mares some minutes. Joe Reed, the leading scorer, is out with a hamstring injury. And who but Danny G to show some patience, some hustle, some effort, and some vision to get across in. So it's now 3-1. to one. Marshawn does have a free kick from 35 yards out, straight on goal. A little shoot. attempt goes over the goal, and that ball bounces on the end line and out for a goal kick. We do know one thing about the Marshawn Bobcats is they will shoot. And while Diego Mares chases this ball Number down, five, we'll use the opportunity the to thank the dental associates. Dental Joshua associates Roman are addressing Tesla. your smile, needs, and dreams. Tesla, dental associates are at 3700 West Town Parkway in West Des Moines, 515-225-6742, online at demoines-dentalassociates.com. We'll stay in the healthcare space and thank Mercy One, for their support of the broadcast with more than 50 primary care clinics in the Des Moines area. There is a convenient Mercy One location near you. Mercy One has you covered. Find them online at mercyone.org. Play has resumed. 11 minutes, 11 seconds left. 3-1 to one Dowling. Marshtown is building out of their back again. Let's see if they can break down this three-man front of the Maroons this time. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Marshtown, since the goal, has, has, has pressured a little bit. They've had you know, they've continued with that um, extra effort in terms of really trying to pressure this Dowling defense. We see him again get into the half of Dowling. Sure, a few nice passes together there. Uh, there certainly is talent on this Marshalltown side of the ball with the speed and athleticism. We just haven't seen a lot of consistent possession out of them. And then just a tough turnover from the Marshalltown defender, rolling it right into the pass of Sartori Fernandez, but he wasn't able to handle it. Almost unexpected for him to pop up with that ball. Well, he still would have had work to do to get it in on goal. Um, but there's another example of some of the defensive errors that we've been able to capitalize on. The Bobcats defense, you know, skilled in defense, physical, strong. They don't quite have the two-footedness necessary to break down a higher-pressure situation and to locate a teammate with accuracy while under pressure, and that's resulted in consistent opportunities for the Maroons, and it's led to two of the three goals tonight. Great find from Leon there to – to cut through the defense, Sartori Fernandez with a one-touch layoff. And that's a pass that we saw there from the center back, Fabian Leone, to Sartori Fernandez, the center forward, where you're finding a, a narrow, hard pass, thin window, skipping the midfield level, relieving some pressure, and then allowing the offense to reset up one-third of the field. We haven't seen that one time tonight from the Bobcats. They've been looking to pass five to ten yards in front of them and have been unable to find a release valve to get through that level of pressure. So what you saw there was the difference in skill between the talented center back, Fabian Leone, 
the junior for the Dowling Catholic Maroons, sorry, the sophomore for the Dowling Catholic Maroons, and then the Marshawn Bobcats defense, who are skilled when defending but don't have that same uh, passing ability that Fabian displayed there. Yeah, and, you know, that's a good example of Sartori Fernandez, the center forward. One of the things that he really brings to the team is his, his ability to, to connect um, with midfielders and defenders and his hold-up play. He's always going to show for the ball. He's not scared to receive the ball under pressure. And he made a nice layoff pass there, almost unlocked us for a chance. And then you see Mares, ball going all the way back to Mares, and he calmly rolls it to the left to find John Foes, who plays it out. But Mares has gotten on the ball a lot at his feet, and he is not clearing the ball, Tanner. He is looking to play possession. And we have a substitution here on the game. So number eight, Andrew Schumacher, is relieved by who came on the pitch here, number two, Dominic Lozano, another sophomore. So sophomore for sophomore, we have first appearance, Dominic Lozano. And so uh, welcome to the match, Dominic. Yeah, he's playing at the right back position and is uh, currently flanking uh, his center back partner, Fabian Leone. Or sorry, uh, I, I believe Dominic is playing right back, which would have put yes. Danny G now at the right wing. And so, you know, I remember Danny G had the cross, uh, which ended up in the third goal. And so Coach Sealing rewards the typical defender with some time on the front line after displaying the ability to get to the byline and whip a dangerous ball across the 18-yard line. So now he's got Dominic Lozano playing at right back and senior Danny G wearing the beautiful 23 as playing right winger. So uh, seven minutes to play. It's 3-1 to one Dowling over Marshtown. This is boys' varsity soccer. And Coach Sealing is now starting to rotate the bench a little bit and give some players some new looks. Yeah, I think Danny G's move up to the right wing into that more attacking position maybe was, you know, part of that attacking threat that he offered to get our third goal. Maybe the coaches identified that we can get him up into space and exploit that matchup a little bit. He's had a really solid game, and he's always solid for us defensively. Switching from, uh, you know, switching from left back to right back this year, so playing in a new position. And uh, we'll see what he can do as a more of attacking option for us. I think Dowling's going to still look to get on the score sheet. We've got a two-goal lead with less than seven minutes to go, so you like where we're at there. But certainly there's still enough time in this game. You see Abarca with some fancy footwork in the middle to keep possession in, in uh, tight pressure. And Griesmeyer as well showing some good, some good skill. And, and Dowling is able to play nicely out of some pressure and retain the ball. Yeah, good individual skill from Danny G. Again, playing further up the pitch under a couple uh, periods of pressure there from the Bobcats and was able to beat a man and to relieve the pressure with finding Ian Gradell. It's been a nice outlet playing at the defensive midfielder position. And Danny G is onside, and he's got a little bit of pressure here from his defender, but he finds the left winger who is ruled to be offside in a questionable flag raise. Uh, Again, we don't have the angle, but that looks to be – uh, played through the shot was able to get off that ended right in the goalie's arms the center ref let it play as the flag went up after the shot had gone safely into the Marshtown keeper but Danny G excited this is what I was saying earlier Ben sometimes playing players a little bit out of position playing players that don't always get a second to or do not enjoy an opportunity to get some starting minutes can prove to be a little bit more of an aggressive strategy and what you see is Danny G Trying to take the most of his opportunity to play right winger, 
playing on that back line, playing on that back shoulder, and getting a nice little through ball in there yeah. uh, from his teammates. Yeah, and he checked his run-up a couple times to stay on side, so really good awareness for him. He looked for the initial through ball, came back, and then released again. And hard to see how that was offsides because, you know, he was uh, past the last defender. But nonetheless, we don't necessarily have the angle here. But you're absolutely right. Mixing it up, getting players out of position can uh, can certainly add a little bit of spark into the team, and that's what we've seen with Danny G. Yeah, and an, an underlying uh, storyline in tonight's matchup has been Henry Barca against the referee, and Henry Barca is is through on goal, and he's back at one on zero with the goalie, and he's put it wide, and Henry Barca has gone to ground in disbelief after intercepting a bouncing ball, being two center backs for Marshalltown and being seven yards in front of goal, trying to find the far post, puts it a yard wide with a rolling low shot and a great chance for Abarca to finish this game out. Unfortunately, he couldn't find the back of the net, but what's wrong with the near post there, Tanner? You know, I mean, sometimes take the path of least resistance. (laughs) It it was there. You're trained low and hard to the far post in the situation. The goalie had been protecting the far post knowing what training had led to. But I think it comes back to what I was really trying to say here is the storyline of Abarca versus the referee tonight has gone on, and the referee has called this game very tight. I'm not sure he's always given Dowling a fair shake. And he's had a few stern conversations with Henry Abarca specifically. At one point, 10 minutes ago, while the ball was out of play, he blew his whistle, asked for Henry to come, right up into his circle, and he gave the official no more sign, taking his arms out like an orchestra conductor and saying, stop, no more. So there's been a little bit of a uh, discussion, a debate, or contention between the center ref and Henry Obarka, and I don't wonder if Obarka's head is a little bit distracted by the frustration of being over-regulated by the center referee and it's gotten the best of him, and it's hurt his ability to finish in what usually is a successful attempt on goal for this most talented of players on the Dowling roster. Yeah, you, Abarca, that's his second breakaway opportunity, and actually another one in on and goal, so maybe he can redeem again, himself, and, and he does not. From... Wow. Another well, great save. Another great save. Great save. Oh, a little bit of a shoulder in the back at the last second, but Abarca was on the six-yard line. One yard in front of the goalie and just put it right into the goalie's chest. Again, with pressure around him from the defender, but a well timed run. Uh, the linesman was wise to leave his flag down, but Abarca with two chances on goal, point blank range in the last two minutes. With his talent, you expect at least one of those to go in. I have to imagine right now Abarca frustrated with how this game has gone, wanting to have a bigger lead against Marshtown, wanting to have less influence by the referee in this match. And unfortunately, he's unable to find the back of the net in what should be an opportunity for him to pad his personal scoreline. Yeah, I think he just, you know, again, with that last opportunity, the last two, he's he's had some great opportunities, hasn't been able to finish. So I think the desire to get that goal, maybe um, taking away from some of the composure in front of goal. Here's a chance for Marshalltown to get back to 3-2, to two, but it is an effort that is only uh, swiped at, not quite hit fully, so it's out. For a goal kick, we've got less than two minutes, a minute and a half left. One thing that I've liked with tonight is seeing Abarca in a more advanced position, and maybe that's something we look out for later in the season. 
because he's been a constant threat, especially in the second half. And he's such uh, an attacking talent. And for a lot of the season, he's been playing a little bit deeper in the midfield, just in terms of what we've got on the roster. He's, you know, one of those few center midfielders. But now with the emergence of Molina being able to partner up with Gradell, Abarca's able to move higher up the pitch. And with some injuries that we have to a Joe Reed, that could really help the offense to be able to have Abarca in a more advanced position. Just have to work on some of that finishing and be a little bit more clinical here. So maybe we'll get some shooting practice, some shooting drills and practice here this, the rest of the week, Tanner. Yeah, to me, it's you know, it's not something that you can solve in the training ground. It's, it's to me, it's upstairs. It's mental. We know Abarca has the skill. We've seen him in practice and in games for two years now, be able to beat just about anybody in the state of Iowa. So how do you keep that composure? How do you block out that frustration from external forces and rise to the challenge of the moment? and put the ball in the back of the net. So, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, uh, not consequential to the outcome as there are 10 seconds left in this match. Dowling has a 3-1 to one lead. Marshawn looking to increase the scoreline. A speculative effort bounces wide. That's going to be the last kick of the game. The buzzer rings. 3-1. to one. Dowling Catholic defeats Marshalltown in boys' varsity soccer. A great match. We're going to take a short break and be back with some analysis and post-game interviews. Stay tuned. But for now, a word from our sponsors. You are listening to Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM, K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM, KIHS, 90.9 FM, KLOX, Creston. Welcome back, folks, to the post-game section of this uh, Thursday night matchup of the Dowling Catholic Maroons boys soccer against Marshalltown Bobcats. We had some great action tonight on the pitch, a 3-1 victory for the Dowling Maroons, taking our record to 8-3 on the season, bouncing back after a loss earlier in the week with a victory. And uh, quite an interesting second half there, Tanner. A 1-1 scoreline in the second half, 3-1 scoreline overall. Uh, But in that second half, what changed in that second half to really put Dowling on their heels? Well, it's the mentality. It's what's upstairs. The the level of these squads, with all respects to the Marshawn Bobcats, was wider than the scoreline. You had a 2-0 lead going into half, and to to play 40 minutes of soccer against the Bobcats and to come out 1-1 is unacceptable. 
Marshalltown is now one and eight. They've lost eight in a row. Before tonight, they had scored one goal in five games. So to concede and to play one-one in the back half of tonight's performance is not an evaluation of the talent, it's an evaluation of the mentality. And this is a young team. They still have to learn that killer instinct. They still have to develop how to win games, how to close out opponents. The challenge has been exacerbated by having senior Joe Reed with injury. The decision to take senior Diego Leon off at halftime removes some of that leadership and sends a message to the squad of what we're trying to do in the second half. And unfortunately, the squad didn't respond strongly enough to whatever Coach Schilling did at halftime. And you ended up with a game that was closer than it needed to be and an opportunity to uh, grow a little bit of confidence went to waste, if I'm being frank, by playing 40 minutes with a 1-1 result while playing most of the starting lineup. Uh, We know that we had Joe out. We know that we had Diego out of the goal. But for the most of that half, uh, you were seeing, you know, the top 12 or 13 players in rotation for the Maroons. And to draw 1-1 shows that, in my opinion, this squad has a little bit more of mental maturity to develop if they're going to win games down the stretch. Certainly they're a young squad, right? So there's always room for improvement there. And I think maybe another way to look at it is yes, wasted opportunity. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to tie that half, but you do get the three, one win, you bounce back and you grind out a victory because what we saw happen was Marshalltown claw themselves back into the game and really put some pressure on Dowling. You have a two two zero lead. You're very comfortable. It gets to two to one. Now things are in question, and you know I think it takes a certain level of toughness to grind that game out to a victory and actually extend the lead again to three one. So while yes, you want to see more, maybe we do take something from that game in terms of we know that you know there's something there we can dig deep and uh, and really get ourselves back on track. You know, if I'm trying to find some of the positives, other positives from your perspective uh, in the second half, Tanner? Sure. You know, you mentioned it there. You're taking three points. You're taking the W. And in a, in a period of stress like the Maroons are under now, again, this is three games in four days. This is five games in six days because the doubleheader against Bellevue on Saturday. At some point, you're playing for results and progress. You do not want to get tripped up in these games against a lesser opponent. And so by that evaluation, thanks to success. You've got the victory. You've got the three points. You're able to keep your team relative refresh, give some people some looks in new positions, and now you've got a quick turnaround. Again, listeners, we will be back on air tomorrow at 7.30 for a, another CIML showdown. The Southeast Polk Rams are coming to West Des Moines to play against our Maroons. And so you got that W, you got those three points. To some extent, that's all you needed tonight. Absolutely. And you can build on this. We are uh, being approached in the booth. We've got head coach Jackson Teeling, who I believe is being joined by Ian Griddell. Uh, Momentarily, we've got, yes, uh, Ian in the booth. And so um, 
Welcome. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Uh, my name is Ian Gerdell. I'm a sophomore midfielder. Ian, um, you were on the ball quite a bit tonight. Uh, talk about what you were trying to accomplish in this 4-3-3 and then how your role changes depending upon if you're playing the 3-5-2 or the 4-3-3. Well, when I get on the ball, I just try to create space, move the ball from side to side and get some teammates open. And the 3-5-2 is a little different. Uh, still kind of the same how I try to move, create space for others, but it's just a little higher up the field, it seems, when we have possession. Yeah, well said. And, and, you know, Ian, we saw something out of you tonight that I didn't know you had in you. And so I'm talking about, I know that you and Ray are tight and you like to rehearse some of your free kicks. And we have seen you been used as a decoy throughout this season. Tonight developed on the opposite side of the pitch, a natural in-swinger for a right-footed kicker. Ray plays decoy and you challenged the keeper with something special uh, tell us a little bit more about your approach to taking those free kicks. Well, Ray, Ray grabbed the ball, and I was like, let me hit it, let me hit it. He's like, all right. And Henry was asking for it, and Ray's like, no, nah, let Ian hit it. And so I saw the keeper. He was kind of on the left side, so I tried to curl it back post, but it was a good save. Yeah, it looked like you thought you had that one, too, from the reaction. Yeah. I mean, it was a great effort and really curled strongly into the back post. Uh, great to see that. Also, you know, just taking a look at the second half, you guys go into halftime, a fairly comfortable 2-0 lead. Things a little shaky in the second half, and you give up a goal. And what are you thinking now as the game gets tighter? Is there any talk on the field um, in terms of the strategy? Or are you just digging deep? What's the mentality when, when they claw back that goal? Well, it got a little more tense. We got a little lax to start the half, and you could tell they started to put pressure on us. And then once they scored, we just thought, like, all right, we need to get some more now. And we got one, but we should have more. Right, so talk about how you're feeling, right? You're getting a lot of minutes this season, and deservingly so. Three games in four nights, five games in six nights. You know, how's your energy level? How's the team feeling with all of these games in quick succession, knowing that you've got a tough matchup against Monik? Uh, we got a little bit of knocks, but through practice, like the days we've had it without games, it's been kind of light just watching some video. So we've been recovering pretty well. Great. Yeah. So coming back right away again tomorrow night against Southeast Polk, have you guys been able to see anything uh, in terms of video on them and what they're looking to offer them from a challenge standpoint? No, not really. Okay. Wednesday, we just got talked to a lot because of the Valley game. That was not good. Great. Well, hey, you'll have another opportunity tomorrow night, and uh, we look forward to being back in the booth and, and watching watching you guys out there on the pitch. Thank you. Congrats, Ian. Uh, thanks for coming up and joining us. You showed well tonight in the ball. Way to move the ball side to side and keep possession of the team. You're a great outlet for those outside backs, those outside midfielders. So keep up the good work. We also are joined by you uh, your job, head Ian. coach, thanks. Jackson Teeling. Thank you so much, Ian. Uh, Jackson, come on down. And so here, listeners, we are joined by Dowling Soccer head coach, Jackson Teeling. Dowling has defeated Marshtown 3-1. to one. Coach Teeling, your thoughts on tonight's performance? Yeah, um, I can't say I'm particularly pleased. Um, not the uh, performance we're looking to put together um, after Tuesday night was Valley. Um, we had moments, but uh, with that game should have been put away early in the first half, and it wasn't. Um, we didn't take our chances. I thought we were casual on the ball at times. And I'm sure you guys, if I listen to the, you guys' broadcast over, we played extremely direct when we didn't have to. Um, and 
the goal in that formation, the goal of our team is to possess the ball high up the field. And when we get the ball in the midfield and just kick it over the top or through, it's never going to happen. I mean, we moved the ball well through the back four and through the midfield. And then we ran out of ideas, ran out of options. We weren't calculated. It was a very frustrating night. And we talked about that at halftime and they almost came out in the second half and played even more direct, which was just shocking. But a win to win. Um, we let them back in the game. But yeah, I'm not very, not very happy about the performance. Well, one of the things we noticed was that they were playing a very high line defensively, Yep. which at least in our broadcast, we haven't quite seen yet this season. And so how much of that was factoring into the direct play? And was that something you addressed at halftime as well in terms of a strategy? Well, they were playing high, but they had athletes back there so they could recover. And quite frankly, we particularly didn't have the speed to keep up with those athletes. So it's like, it's not Joe Reed out there. <laughs> Um, we're a young team. We're still developing physically. So that's not our game, especially, especially without Joe on the field. So we kept trying to reiterate that, but, um, you know, as a midfielder, I get it. You pick the, you pick your head up, you see a lot of green space, you see a guy ready to make the run and it looks, it looks appetizing to play that ball. But how many times did it work out for us tonight? One or two out of 30. Yeah. Not often enough. What we saw did spring some attack for you was the, forward line pressing against the build-up play that Marshtown was trying to favor yeah. in order to build attack. Talk about what you're doing with the defensive structure and how your team's trying to turn defense into offense up the field. Yeah, we're, we're inviting teams to play short from, from goal kicks if they can, and then we're trying to, to bait it either wide or in the middle where we have numbers, mostly in the middle, and, and trying to pick off passes and attack the other way. Um, so it worked a few times tonight. I thought the other times we were successful when we got the ball wide. Um, guys like Drew Dunlap, Josh Castro whipped some good balls in. And that's kind of how we scored the um, the second goal, I believe. It kind of fell to Ray on top of the box. So, I mean, there were some there were some positives. I mean, we had chances that we should have put this game away early, especially the second half as well. So it's just, yeah. How much does the schedule leading up to this factor into tonight's performance, and specifically the game against Valley on Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, you, you asked Ian the question. We played a lot of games in a lot of days. We're banged up. Um, Guys are tired. You can tell that. A um, little bit of a hangover game after Valley, which shouldn't be since we lost, right? Hangover games usually come after a big win. So, again, not the response we're looking for. It's nice we get to play tomorrow night for the fact that we kind of can redeem ourselves, but also it's tough to kind of rebound and come back 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, and, and play a lot of minutes for some guys. Yeah, how are you managing your squad knowing that you're going to be on the third game in four days, the fifth game in six days, and you've got some injuries? What are you looking to do to keep the mentality aggressive enough to come out against what's going to be a tough physical Southeast Polk team? Yeah, tomorrow night's going to be tough, um, especially when we're shorthanded. So. When we talked about halftime, I was like, hey, we haven't really had time to practice some of the things we want to, so use the second half as it wants to practice, right? Obviously, we're approaching it with the intensity of the game, but work on the things we're talking about because on Monday after our council bluffs tournament, you know, we played a lot of minutes. So we, re we recovered, we watched video. Wednesday after Valley, same concept. So we're not getting a lot of practice time because we're trying to save their legs in between these games. So we're trying to do our best to learn, whether it's via video or just team chats on how we can get better in our formation and our style of play. So it's really just trying about manage, managing legs and getting kids to see the trainers, recover, all that good stuff. Now, you've been balancing a 4-3-3 three, three, and a 3-5-2. Mm -hmm. 
does that give you an advantage with the flexibility or does that make it harder for you given that you have to talk strategy across two different systems? Um, I think the kids are all um, pretty receptive to whatever formation we want, we line up in. I mean, they're, they're smart players. They have high soccer IQ. I've been playing their whole life. So they've played in that, whether it's their club system or whatever it may be. So they're familiar with the formations and positions. We usually it's just a, a pregame talk before the game or the night before and how we're going to line up and how the other team's going to line up. So it's not too stressful in that regard. It's, it's more of a personnel decision who we're playing against. So we saw Abarca playing high today in, yep. a, in a more advanced role than we've seen this season. Are we, you know, he created a lot of opportunities. He was able to get in behind. And is that something we're going to maybe see more of as the season progresses, especially with Reed out? Yeah, Henry's a playmaker, as you guys know. I mean, unfortunate for him tonight, he missed some, some good looks. I know he's frustrated himself. So, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll try to get him in more advanced positions. He's been playing that 10 role most of the season or the eight, depending on the formation. But um, yeah, especially with, with you know, our thin roster, some injuries, we'll try to get guys in different positions to see how they can create for us. Indeed. Well, Coach Schilling, we don't want to keep you up past your bedtime. We know we've got a big game again tomorrow. Congratulations, as you said, not the performance you're looking for, but it was the result you were looking for. Congratulations. Dowling Catholic has defeated Marshalltown Bobcats 3-1. to one. We will be back again tomorrow night with a Saturday kickoff. Thanks, Coach. We heard it from Coach Sealing there. Uh, we will quickly talk about man of the match before returning to your regular scheduled program in Iowa Catholic Radio. So, Ben Sealing, final words on tonight's performance and wrap it up with a man of the match. Great goals. Really fun to see those strikes from long range. A bit of a frustrating middle and uh, beginning of the, to the second half, but ultimately a great 3-1 win. At least you get the three points. That's big for sub-state, so we'll take it. Um, so some things to build on. You saw some good individual efforts. You know, of course, we've got a lot of talent out there and a lot of young talent. So I'm excited to see how they play tomorrow night, what we do from a formation standpoint. Man in the match, look, it was a team effort. It's really hard to pick one player out in this game. You know, if, if I have to pick a player out, I, I lean towards Abarca as man of the match just because of he gets the assist for the goal on Satori Fernandez to start, start us off 1-0. It was a great finish for Fernandez, of course. And then he continues to apply pressure in some of that experience. He's just a sophomore, but he does bring a level of experience to the team with all the minutes he's had in his career. So my vote goes to Henry Barker for man of the match. And, uh, you know, he's got another opportunity to at least finish some of those chances tomorrow night. How about you? He does. And, you know, credit to Henry. The most talented player on the field tonight for me as well, Henry Barker, number four, the sophomore for Dowling Catholic. However, my man of the match will go a different direction I'm going to highlight Danny Griesmer. You know, Danny G is a senior, the only senior on the pitch in the second half. And that game got too tight. That game got too scary. It's two to one. I guess a team that's now one and eight. You shouldn't be in a situation where you're nervous about, will this game go to overtime? Will we get the result? So what happens? You see some hard driving forward from an outside back, Danny Griesmer on the right side of the pitch, gets into the box, holds off a defender, gets to the byline, whips across in, and sure enough, it's there for a finish to make it 3-1. to one. So the individual effort, the desire to say, uh-uh, team, this ain't how it's going down. Get on my back is what you need from your senior leadership team. And we saw that tonight out of Danny Griesmer. So, Danny, you were in the booth after the first game. Ian was in the booth tonight. But if you're listening out there, if your parents are listening out there, you're my man of the match. Way to step up and separate 
the Maroons from the Bobcats as we deserve to be. Thank you all out there for listening. It's been a fun night, a beautiful night here in West Des Moines, Iowa for soccer. We are going to be back here at the same time tomorrow, 7.30. Don Catholic Maroons Boys Varsity team hosts the visiting Southeast Polk Rams in a CIML Central rivalry. So please come out. If you can't make it into the stands to cheer on your team, tune in to Iowa Catholic Radio. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Ben Teeling. Thank you, Coach Teeling. Thank you to our listeners out there. We'll see you tomorrow. You've listened to a broadcast of Dallin Catholic Boys Soccer on Iowa Catholic Radio. Have a good day. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formaware. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.